adventurers, and welcome to Dungeons and Newbies, episode 17. In this episode, we are going to be talking about what makes good villains in a Dungeons and Dragons game. Villains can be an entertaining way to play as a dungeon master, and they can be terrifying for players. Of course, for this to work, you need to have a good villain. Good villains have a variety of qualities that make them scary for the protagonists, and truly a force to be reckoned with for the players. If you're playing with a group that has been around D&D for a while, you can use a high-level monster as the villain, and drop hints at what that monster is from the beginning. When the players figure it out, especially if they're still low levels, they will be terrified. For example, in a game I'm running now, the players figured out at level 4 that the main villain of the campaign was going to be a lich. My players have been around enough D&D to know that you do not take on a lich at low levels. They have been working to weaken and learn as much about this lich as possible in hopes that they will have a better advantage when they finally fight him. That example brings me to my next point. Introduce your villain early. If your players realize what they're going to fight early on, this does a few things. First, it gives them a tangible goal, one they can easily track and one that they know when they succeed. If you introduce your villain early, you can also put the characters into a minor combat with this villain. Not enough to kill them, but enough for the characters to realize, against this villain, we can't do anything right now. You can even bring this back when the characters go to fight the villain again. Have the villain only vaguely recall the characters, because, at the time, the villain was far from being frightened of them. They were no more than a bug to him. Another thing that can make a villain terrifying is if they are intelligent. If a villain has a plan, and has the means of achieving that plan, and will adapt their strategy to what the characters do, the villain becomes more frightening. Suddenly, they just became much more difficult to predict. If the villain is intelligent, they will also attempt to gather as much information as they can against the characters once they become aware of the character's true power. Perhaps the villain will be casting scrying spells against the party. And trust me, nothing is more terrifying when the DM makes you roll a wisdom saving throw. You don't know if you passed or not. And no matter the number, nothing happens. Don't just have your villain fight the characters once or even twice. Include them in multiple combats with the characters. I would recommend three. In the first combat, the heroes are squashed. They can't do anything to stop this villain. In the second, the heroes are still defeated. However, they hold their ground far better than during the first encounter. In the third combat is when the heroes finally succeed. They finally defeat this enemy that they have been working against for a long time. The villain that had swatted them away like flies earlier in the campaign now begs for mercy. A great example of this is Darth Vader from Star Wars. We see Vader and instantly we root for Luke to defeat him. However, in Episode 4, Luke only sees Vader defeat the person who is teaching him, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Someone far more powerful than Luke was killed at the hands of Darth Vader. In Episode 5, 
Vader and Luke have their first real fight. And Luke loses, but not by much. He held his ground. And in episode 6, Luke finally takes his victory against Lord Vader. I love to think about Darth Vader whenever I'm making a villain. Because he's such a good villain. He is powerful, and he is repeatedly shown to have no remorse for his actions. He is genuinely evil through the majority of the trilogy. By all means, he is terrifying on his own. But there is a greater force that is controlling him. Pun definitely intended. That greater force is something I like to incorporate often. This should be a surprise to the players who haven't been looking into the little clues that you have been dropping about it. You should always ensure that the characters can discover this secret guiding force, but you should make it difficult enough that the players have to connect the dots on their own. Of course, many things come together to form an infamous villain, but the important stuff is to plan out your villain and plan for your villain. If their goal is to take over the kingdom, make sure they have a plan to do so. And make sure that that plan would work if the heroes don't stop them. They should also have the means to follow through with that plan. If your villain doesn't have the means to achieve their goals, then have another plan to gather the means to overtake the kingdom. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. Reviews help us get noticed and let more people know that we exist. If you really enjoyed, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash dungeonsnewbies. You can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, our Patreon, Stitcher, YouTube, our website, dungeonsandnewbies.com, and almost anywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can get yourself some Dungeons and Newbies merch at redbubble.com slash people slash dungeonsnewbies. Our music is from Hero Down by Kevin McLeod. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, adventurers. Adventurers.